So I am going to give you guys all a disclaimer. Oh, my fucking dogs. Um, I'm going to give everybody a disclaimer before starting the podcast. So basically, listen, y'all, I'm new to this, not true to this. And I was recording, and as I was recording, I was moving the section of my iPad that is the microphone around. And so there are some sections of this episode that are hard to hear. So I just ask you guys all, please bear with me. Um, There are some sections that sound perfectly fine, but there are some sections that are a little bit muffled. I learned from my mistakes, y'all. I swear I did, but I'm not re-recording this episode because I recorded like an hour worth of content and I don't got time. All right, it's time to move forward. It's time to move on. We're not living in the past no more. Y'all just gonna have to deal with it. But um, again, I just want to say thank you guys to, for you know rocking with me and bearing with me. Um, this is definitely a learning experience for me and I appreciate everyone's time and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, my name is BJ the Blogger and welcome to another episode of Brown Girl Tarot. Y'all, I'm so excited about this just because, (laughs) I mean, I'm a Sagittarius and I'm very good about saying I'm going to do something and starting something, but actually like following through with it and being consistent about it is not one of the things that I'm very strong at. So the fact that I am recording the third episode, technically number two, because we started at episode zero. But the fact that I'm recording another episode just makes me feel really good inside. It just makes me feel like, you know what, this is something that I think I could be very consistent in. So um, thank you to everybody that is taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that I can continue to bring um, some value into your life and that um, you can go down this journey of learning the tarot and it becoming just as important and vital inside of your life as it is in mine. And it may be a little bit overwhelming at first, but once you start to get into a groove, it's so much fun and it's so beautiful. And you really begin to start to connect with your life on a deeper level. I'm just excited to be a part of this journey with you guys. And I just hope that we can continue to push this idea through um, the black community because you know this is important stuff this is important work I do want to start the show with an affirmation again uh, like we did last time the affirmation that I really want to start the show with is I do not owe the world anything and the world does not owe me anything the only thing that I owe is myself and that's understanding and love, patience, and compassion. I think that I've been kind of experiencing this fire and desire to get a whole lot of shit done. Like I've been like, oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I wanna do this. And I'm at work going hard and I'm at home trying to get a bunch of stuff done and trying to be there for my friends and et cetera. But I don't do a very good job of nurturing myself and giving myself on a, pat, a pat on the back and being patient with myself. I don't need to feel like I got to get everything done immediately. Like I can be patient with myself. It's okay if I fail. You know, it's okay if you fail. That's fine. 
I can be compassionate and understanding and nurturing with myself without receiving that from an external source. I don't have to wait for somebody to give me a pat on the back. I'll give myself a pat on the back. The fuck? I don't got to wait for somebody to tell me to rest. When I feel like I need to rest, I will rest. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's important to remember that the world don't owe you shit. The world don't owe you an apology. The world don't owe you a a congratulations. Nor do you owe anybody that as well. Like, that is a part of protecting your peace. Is feeling comfortable with giving the world whoever you are at that very moment and that being okay because as long as you're okay with it everybody else ain't got no fucking choice but to be okay with it you know how people be like you gonna get whatever come out of this bonnet like that's the type of energy you need to be leading with you know wherever you go and wherever you're at as long as you feel comfortable in your skin and feel comfortable where you are inside of your journey and inside of your process then the world's just gonna have to deal with whatever you what you provided to them. And if anybody is not okay with that, then they can get the fuck out of your face. You don't owe them shit. I'm just saying that's the type of that's having self care and self understanding and self approval. That's a part of having big dick energy. Like that's big dick energy or big clit energy or whatever you want to identify with. Like that's that's a part of it is walking into a room and saying here I am the fuck and you like it or not and if you don't I don't care because I love myself I have enough love for myself that I don't need any love from anyone else it's not necessary any love from any other source is an addition it's not required Okay, so that that was something that I had just been feeling in my spirit pretty much all week. Today, today I want to have a conversation about um, some of the foundation of the tarot, um, which are the major arcana versus the minor arcana. Basically, the tarot cards are full of different symbols and um, different archetypal um, qualities. So uh, what we talked about before in the last podcast was that the tarot is full of symbols because that is the way that the universe communicates with us inside of this realm and that's something that is going to stand the test of time and is beyond language is um, symbolism right so there's symbols and numbers and colors and shapes um, things of that sort so the tarot you will find that there are certain cards that are related to each other that are going to have um, some qualities that are the same like for example um, the sun as well as the empress both have a background that is yellow um, and that is because they both embody the energy of growth and that is one example of like a symbol that is inside of the tarot so once you learn to grasp some of the symbols in the cards then you'll start to understand what the cards are telling you without you having to memorize somebody else's interpretation of the tarot because that's something that is also really important to remember is that everybody's not going to interpret everything the same if all of tarot was the same then we wouldn't have so many decks and we wouldn't have so many different types of tarot readers that people go to and when you read the tarot when I read the tarot we would come up with the same exact thing but that doesn't always happen you know me and my boyfriend we both read we both read cards 
And there'll be times where I'll, I'll show him my spread and his the message that he receives from those cards is completely different from the message that I receive. Normally they're around the same um, type of type of message, but for the most part, we don't always read them completely the same, which is a lot of fun because he gives me a perspective that I would have never thought of, right? So um, again, just to reemphasize, like the tarot is full of different symbols, but it also has different archetypal qualities. And I'm trying to remember if we talked about archetypes, but archetypes are essentially universal behaviors. And um, these are behaviors that all humans share, right? And these are behaviors that are um, received through the collective unconsciousness. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Carl Jung, but he is really like the godfather of archetypes and the collective unconsciousness and the understanding of that. And if you think about the tarot, if you look at each card, you can almost look at it as a scenery and a scenery in a movie. That's probably the easiest way I can describe it. And when you think of movie, there's characters. There's characters and every character has different human qualities to them and they're playing different parts. And that's the idea of archetypes are that we as humans are a part of this collective unconsciousness and when we go about our day-to-day -day lives, we exhibit different behaviors that are related to certain archetypes. The purpose of the tarot is the tarot essentially reflects your subconscious. It reflects your subconscious as well as reflects your energy. And this allows for it to reflect what events are going on in your life, but also what emotions that you are embodying um, at that particular moment. So the tarot really is a reflection of what you're bringing to the table. And that's why we had talked about in the last episode, a good tarot reader is able to match the energy of the person that they are reading for to the cards that they feel. And that's how they pull those cards. And as you, you pull cards for yourself or for other people, while you're reading those cards, as long as you understand what these symbols mean, especially if you understand the archetypal energies associated with whatever cards you're pulling, you can provide solutions for people because archetypes are behaviors and energies of all humans that people have already gone through before. Because remember what we talked about in the last episode that you can essentially look at the cards as if it's a movie and you already know what the end of the movie is going to be. And it's the same way with the archetypes. If you know that somebody is embodying the energy of the mother, then you can tell them what the outcome is going to be is that um, if you are mothering this person, then you become, um, you are embodying less sexual energy because don't nobody want to fuck their mama unless they're crazy. <laughs> the fuck? Unless they got some psychotic shit going away. Nobody's trying to fuck their mama. Or if you're like over embodying this energy, then you're over nurturing somebody and then they're not able to grow, right? So these are things that you can already predict just by understanding the archetypes and the symbols that are inside of um, the cards. So I want to provide you guys some recommendations of things to do as you are pulling for yourself every day. So first of all, I think it's important just to practice. You're not going to know everything in the beginning. I still, there's still cards that I pull that I got to Google. And as you continue to practice, you'll start to see patterns with cards and they'll become easier to read. So for example, I kept pulling for this last week, I've been pulling the four swords. 
constantly pulling the four swords which is um basically just telling you to rest it could either mean rest or don't make any decisions right now right so i've been pulling the four swords like every fucking day that's what i've been doing is i've been resting i have been taking the time to sleep and i have found that i've been feeling so much better like it's been completely necessary for me to to rest because my body is just like not here for me right now so um that's an example of like you pulling cards and maybe not fully understanding what it means in the beginning but as you continue to pull cards when you start to see what's going on in your daily life in comparison to the cards that you have pulled before then you'll start to learn and understand what those cards had meant before so then when you start to see patterns later on then you'll already know okay so this is what the cards meant before so this is probably what the cards mean right now if you start pulling those cards again so just practice practice as often as possible while you're practicing try to keep a journal I have a journal that I'd normally write in. I also take pictures of my spreads and I keep them in my phone so I can revisit them, especially if I pull cards that I had pulled previously. Then I can see like how often I pull the cards and what those cards have been pulled with. So um, yeah, keep a journal. If not a written journal, keep a um, some type of record in your phone of the cards that you pulled because trust me it'll be like three days later and you'll be like oh shit like what did I pull I swear I pulled this card before and then you're gonna want to go back and see when you pulled the cards and if you don't have it recorded then you're gonna be mad trust me that happened to me today I was like fuck I just pulled these cards let me see what they were and I didn't take a picture of it because I was drunk when I pulled them um I don't recommend <laughs> I don't recommend pulling cards when you're drunk if you're not somebody that um has pulled cards a lot for yourself before but I was drunk so I didn't take a picture I was mad at myself that I couldn't go back and look at it but that's neither here nor there y'all gonna be better than me okay do as I say not as I do when when you're pulling cards a method that most tarot readers do is they clean their cards I used to spray my cards with um Florida water but I don't do it anymore because I don't want to I don't want to ruin my cards I don't want my cards to get soggy I do cleanse my cards in, in multiple fashions. So sometimes I'll burn an incense and I'll just like circle the incense around my cards. That's one method of cleaning. Um, one thing that I consistently do is I take a lighter and I just, um, you know, flick the lighter in in four corners around the cards, in front of the cards, behind the cards, in the top of the cards and bottom of the cards. That normally cleanses the energy around the cards as well. Just because you you want to you want to start fresh, right? With the energies, you want them to read your current energy, especially if somebody has touched your cards before. I am a big proponent of niggas not touching your card. I went to a tarot class before and a lady picked up my deck and I almost fought her. Like I felt the urge in my body to like cuss her the fuck out. And I think she felt it and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, is it okay if I use your cards? I'm in a room full of people. What the fuck am I gonna say? Like you the teacher, I ain't gonna say no. But why are you so disrespectful? Like you the fucking the teacher of this class. You should already know not to be touching other niggas' cards. But you know, she was not of African American descent, so I'm sure she just didn't understand. Um, she said personally she didn't give a fuck. 
Um, she was somebody that didn't care about cards being touched. And you may be one of those people that don't care if other people touch your cards. I personally look at it as a sign of disrespect because when you touch somebody else's cards, your energy are on their cards. Now I got to go clean my fucking cards. Maybe I feel like cleaning my cards today. Now I got y'all all your fucking colonizer energy on my goddamn cards. That shit be, is fucking annoying. Anywho, one method of cleaning your cards is fire. Um, what Another thing that I do is I have a crystal and it sits on top of my deck when I'm not around. Um, it also protects the energy of your cards as well. Um, I personally, I work with crystals a lot. Um, I feel like the energy of crystals work well with my energy. Um, you may not be a crystal bitch. I personally am a crystal bitch. If you are a crystal bitch as well or crystal uh, ass nigga, then use a crystal and you can sit it on top of your cards and it'll protect the energy of your cards. So in terms of the spread, so the the best beginner spread that you can do is just a three card spread. One, two, three. Turn them bitches over and read them as past, present, future, or um, you can read them as like the middle card is the main card and the other two cards are cards that are influencing the middle card. Sometimes if you pull like a past, present, future, sometimes they're out of order and you can move like the third card into the second position. You just gotta, you gotta put them in an order that feels right. Like as you're, you'll start to learn as you're reading, you can tell when your cards are mixed up. Like you can tell like, oh, like this is the energy that I was embodying earlier this week, but this is the energy that I feel like I'm embodying right now. Like I feel like I'm inside of a, a stable place. So in order for me to continue to embody this energy, or if, if I continue to embody this energy, then this is what, um, this is the direction that I'll go into, you know, over the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks, etc. So um, you'll start to be able to read your spreads a little bit better but the easiest beginner spread is just a one two two one two three bah, bah, bah. that's the easiest spread you can do for right now as you begin to get further into your journey you can give each of your cards a clarifying card so you pull one card for the number one position and then you'll pull another card to go under the number one position which is a clarifying card and a clarifying card is basically i'm embodying this energy because i either am doing this or either this is something that I really want and that's why like this is these are the actions I'm taking right now or um yeah like the clarifying cards are just kind of like the it's like the background like the background noise which is telling you these these things that are happening right now are happening because of this so as you continue to get better and it feels a little less complicated that you can start pulling more cards for yourself Personally, I pull six to nine cards for myself every day. You can go into more description about that, um, maybe further into the podcast, just because I'm not a, I'm not a bitch that goes by like specific spreads. Like I'm not a Celtic spread, a spring spread, a fucking morning spread, a Mars spread, a new moon spread. Like I'm not that type of bitch. Like I just pull my fucking cards and I read them. I don't feel like each card has a particular position. Now the past, present, future, now I used, when I first started, I did that every fucking day and that helped me a lot. That's probably the only spread that I, I swear by. But all those other spreads, I don't, uh, I just, I just be reading my cards. 
I don't think it's that, I don't think it needs to be that literal. And when I say spread, sorry, I haven't gone into detail about what a spread is. So essentially a spread is every position that you pull a card for has a specific meaning. So there are some spreads that are like, if you pull this card and you put it in the top right corner, then that means that is your love position. And then you have your, your money position. And then you have your subconscious position and your external forces position. Like when you have a particular spread that has already been written out, then you can tell what those cards are trying to tell you based on what position it's in. Another thing that people have to really, you know, think through while they're reading is, do you want to read reversals or not? Reversals are essentially when you pull your cards and your card comes out upside down. Do you want to read that card as if it has a different meaning or do you want to turn that bitch around and just read it upright? I personally, I used to read reversals when I first started. I used to read reversals as if there was a blockage. You can read reversals as if there is a blockage. You can read it as if you're embodying the shadow side of that particular archetype or energy. Um, there's different ways that you can read reversals. I personally do not read reversals anymore um, because my favorite YouTuber, my favorite um, tarot YouTuber, Bahati Life, she does not read reversals. And what I eventually learned is all cards have a positive and neg negative aspect, whether or not you're reading it in um, reverse or if you're reading it upright. And normally you can tell by your clarifying cards or you can tell by the cards that are around it if you are embodying the shadow side of that energy or if you're embodying the um, the positive um, or the lighter side of that card or energy or archetype. And I think that I've gotten far enough inside of my tarot reading journey that I don't need to read reversals. I think sometimes uh, re having to remember the energies in the archetypal shadows of reversal cards becomes way more overwhelming especially if you're a beginner maybe if you're somebody that is like fucking way 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 further down your journey inside of this tarot shit then you'll become somebody that is a reversal reader but um i personally i don't I don't like reading reversals because it used to make me so frustrated that I didn't even want to read the cards anymore because I was constantly Googling everything. And I found that once I stopped reading them, it didn't really matter. Because what's the reversal of the fucking tower? The tower is bad. <laughs> well, not bad. Okay, there's no, there's no good or bad cards. But the tower means that you got mad fucking changes coming in your life. Like the tower means like you are literally burning down some shit and your life is changing and things that were or no longer are and the reversal of that is gonna be the same fucking thing so what difference does it make if I'm reading it backwards or upright that's my personal take on it but like I said if you want to be a reversal reading bitch then you by all means kudos to you because I don't have the fucking energy for it personally so moving on when you are formulating a question, so a lot of times when people are shuffling, they will have a question in mind. Um, and this is the same as if you're reading for other people. Try to get them to ask a question that is open-ended and not a yes or no question. Instead of you saying, will this person call me tomorrow? Say, 
can you tell me about my relationship with so-and-so? And that is because the tarot does not give you yes or no answers. The tarot reads energies and energies, there is no yes energy and there is no no energy. There just is, is. There just is, right? So try to ask open-ended questions and try to keep your question in mind as you're shuffling the cards. Um, if you don't want to ask a particular question, just say, you know, tarot, read my energy for today and shuffle your cards and try to feel the energy of your cards. And when you feel like you've done shuffling, you stop. I think that everybody has a different methodology for knowing when to stop shuffling or when to pull a card. Some people are more literal and they're like, I shuffle three times and then I pull the third card that comes out. Some people only pull cards that pop out cards. Um, some people call it jump cards, which is when you're shuffling and the cards fall out of your hand. I mean, maybe you're just a shitty ass shuffler or maybe the cards are like, bitch, I'm ready to come out. You don't got to shuffle no more. Um, me personally, when I get a jump card, I look at the card and then I'll continue to shuffle. If that card is really meant for me, that card will come out again. I'll tell y'all a little story. I was doing a reading for somebody and he had three jump cards come out. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And I looked at it, but I was second guessing myself because this was in the beginning of my tarot reading journey for other people. And so I put them back in and I started shuffling them again and the same fucking cards came out. Um, and I was like, all right, bitch, I'm listening now. All right, spirit, the fuck? Um, <laughs> so that's how I feel about jump cards is like, I'll look at them and I'll keep a mental note of them, but I'm gonna put them right back in the deck and I'll just continue to shuffle just because I feel like if that energy in that card is really meant to come out, then it'll come out. Um, I just don't want to pull it as um, a happenstance. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking shitty ass shuffler. So I'm just going to pull these cards out and call it and say that's the energy I'm reading today. Um, personally, I just kind of like to give those cards another opportunity to show themselves. Yeah, so different people have different methodologies of how they know when to stop shuffling. Um, personally, I can feel and or see um when the cards are done um it's almost like when you seasoning your food and you don't have no measurements or nothing you just season and you just stop you just know when to stop that's how it is when you're shuffling your cards you just kind of know let's go in deeper to the major arcana and the minor arcana i think this is a good good um, time to go ahead and get deeper into the cards. The major arcana are 22 cards and the cards are numbered from 0 to 21. And these cards are cards that have higher spiritual influences over your life and they represent the changes inside of your lives that are more influenced by your the archetypal characteristics. And um, the major arcana are just like very, very important shifts inside of your life. And that's why the major arcana have to, that's how you can tell when a spread is trying to tell you that you have a major, something huge happening inside of your life. If like a lot of your cards are major arcana cards, that means that you're going through a very um, large spiritual shift inside of your life. Whereas if a lot of your cards are minor arcana cards, then um, then more than likely you aren't dealing with major shifts. More than likely you're just dealing with the woes of life, right? So like we talked about before, I'm going to go through every major arcana card in detail. I'm going to give each of them 
the respect they deserve. They deserve their own episode each and um, go into full detail about what they're about, what they're influenced by, what they're ruled by, what the archetypal characteristics and or behaviors that are associated with them, what the shadow side of those cards are. Um, we just going to go into full detail for each and every card. The minor arcana don't necessarily require that much detail. I'll probably go through um, maybe two or three minor arcana cards um, per episode. But the major arcana, they really deserve um, their own time and space. The minor arcana split into 56 cards and have four different suits. So kind of like playing cards have hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades. The minor arcana has swords, wands, cups, and um, pinnacles. But I call pinnacles coins just because I like the name coin better. So um, the suits, right? So the the suits embody their own type of energy each. And each suit has court cards, which are the king, queen, the knight, and the page. <clears throat> and they have um, numbers ranging from ace to 10. So again, they are very much like a standard um, playing card deck in that sense, which makes it a little bit easier to understand. And the rulings are kind of the same, but the numbers have um, meanings based on like numerology associations. So let's talk about each suit. Suits are, are separated in masculine energy and feminine energy. And when I say masculine versus feminine, I'm, I'm not talking about woman versus man. And I think that's an important concept to understand before getting into the tarot is masculine versus feminine uh, have absolutely nothing to do with your gender. They are just um, universal concepts of like yin and yang, of um, their universal concepts of balance. And what is associated with those things are um, active energies versus more of passive types of energies. And the masculine energy is more of an active energy and the, and the feminine energy is more of a passive energy. The masculine um, suits and our rulings have to do with energy that is more or less like getting shit done is that energy of um taking something from an idea to being um materialized right so the first suit i want to talk about are the wands wands are ruled by fire and the fire energy is like a life force energy and if you think about um, astrology, you can compare that to the signs that are ruled by like the fire element. Those signs are normally um, very like outgoing and courageous and things of that sort. So the so fire and the wands are really associated with like courage and pride and change. And these are cards that essentially exemplify elements they exemplify change they exemplify um creativity they exemplify ambition um growth things of that sort so those are the things that you're going to find when you are reading cards inside of the wand um suit so the second suit that is associated with masculine energy is um the sword suit and swords are um influenced by air and think you can think of it as like 
air feeds fire. In order for fire to grow, you need oxygen in that fire, right? You blow on the fire and it, it, it becomes bigger. Um, so you can think of those things to kind of like associate with them with each other. The sword suit has to do with intelligence, um, thoughts, communication, and um, ideas. So really, if you think about like air signs, air signs are normally assertive. They're, they are confident. They are powerful. Um, and those are the things that you can associate the swords with. Um, it's just like power and knowledge and intellect. The next grouping of suits that I want to talk about are the feminine energy rulings. Now, the feminine energy is this energy and ability to create, to design, to dream. Um, it is very strongly this like subconscious and intuitive energy. So the first suit that I want to talk about is the cup suit. The cups are ruled by water. Um, and cups have to do with the dealings of your, your heart, your feelings, and your emotion, but specifically like your creative unconscious. If you think of somebody that is an artist, they are not only creative, but they're also very passionate, right? Passion comes from being completely in touch with your subconscious and being in touch with your emotions. And that's why um, when you deal with, I'm just going to say it because I'm a girl. When, let's say when you be dealing with a nigga that don't really show any emotion um, or don't really show any like compassion or whatever, they're normally not very affectionate. They're normally very literal. Um, they are not loving. And it's the same way with like, like cups is like if you are somebody that is very um in, if you're somebody that is embracing that that internal loving and emotional um energy you also have that innate ability to create and to to um express yourself that's a good word expression you have that ability to express because you are able to um fully embrace your your emotions and your feelings and that comes from your subconscious so the cups cards normally have to do with dealings of like love and relationships um and understanding and, and things of that sort so the last suit that we're going to talk about today is the pentacle suit aka the coin suit now that is ruled by the earth that is an earthly energy so how you can associate the two feminine suits are that earth needs water to grow, right? Um, these are these are two things that are very much um, influenced by gravity. They they are like lower energies, whereas like the masculine energy, fire and air, they don't necessarily have that much. They aren't impacted as much from gravity. They they rise. Fire and air rises where. Um, earth and water is more grounded and it, it, it falls more right so the earthly energy has to do with physical in the material world it has to do with our human realm and the pinnacles cards are normally going to um be talking about money your career your resources but also like your home um anything that has to do with your life inside of this realm um and if you think of more like earthly signs, they're more practical and they're evolved. What I have learned over time um, with dealing with with pinnacle cards 
is that if you are fully embracing or if you are fully evolved inside of the pinnacle energy, that normally comes from the highs and lows of life. That normally comes from um, dealing with a whole lot of shit and learning from those situations and coming from those situations um, better. You're going to push yourself forward graciously and you're going to continue to evolve and learn from your mistakes and learn from things of the past and you'll be able to conquer and be successful inside of this material world. That's kind of what I associate the um, the pinnacle energy with is not only does it have to do with money, but just learning from your mistakes and, and fully embodying that and carrying that with you throughout your life. So um, I hope that was a pretty good explanation of, of the minor versus the major arcana. Um, I wanted to go ahead and give you guys a pretty good overview of how the minor arcana is set up because um, we're going to go ahead and pocket that for right now. And as um, we go through our journey, we're going to go through what is called the fool's journey. Um, the fool being card number zero. And that's going to be the next episode that um, I publish is going over the full card and the archetypal aspects that are associated with that. And we will just go through every step of his journey all the way up to card number 21, which is the world. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, next episode should be getting published um, hopefully sometime later this week. And um, hit me up on my Instagram and or Twitter. Um, I did recently change my Instagram name. I changed it to Brown Girl Tarot Podcast um, because Spiritual Royalty was the name of the Shopify that I was planning on starting. But, um, you know, my journey changed a little bit. And now I'm fully embracing this podcast, which I'm very much in love with and obsessed with. So I did change my Instagram to Brown Girl Tarot Podcast. Um, you can still reach me on my Twitter at BJ the Blogger. If you want to give me a little donation, a little coin for my time, you can also reach me at Cash App at BJ the Blogger. Um, but other than that, I will see you guys next time and have a wonderful and beautiful day.